This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Season 6, Episode 136 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. In my typical daily schedule, it's crazy. There's always activities going on from before sunup until well after dark. Whether those activities are in the home and preparing activities and dealing with um, work events or stuff with my kids, or whether we are out and about throughout the evening, same, doing work stuff or kids stuff, there's always something going on in my crazy world. So last night was no different. Um, I was out late at one of my football events for a kiddo. And when I came home and getting ready and unwinding from the day, my phone rang pretty late for one of my dear sweet neighbors to be calling me. You know, it was pushing close to 10 o'clock and she was out late herself doing an activity for her church. And while she was there, her alarm company notified her that her alarm was going off inside the house. So of course that caused, you know, alert for her because the alarm company told her that no outside entrances were broken, the door alarm sensors were not triggered, the windows, the sliding doors, nothing was triggered except in the center of her house, the motion detectors went off. Even though she does have small dogs, the sensors are set to there's no way those dogs could have tripped those sensors. So she was a little bit shaken, and on her way home, she called me um, to see if I could meet her over there and walk her into our house. Of course, I was very well prepared and confident myself, so I did. I met her when she arrived at home, and everything seemed to appear normal from the outside of her home. 
And once she entered, I took the lead and I walked around and made sure everything looked okay. And she confirmed and she has lots and lots of doors and lots of closet space. And there's lots of areas for potential um, people if, gosh, God forbid, if anybody was in her house, there's lots of hiding spaces in the way her house is laid out. So I had her stay back. And I made a walk through a sweep, so to speak, um, just carefully, you know, looking around all the corners and making sure that everything was the way it should be um, before she was able to breathe a little bit bigger sigh of relief. Fortunately, everything was okay after she had spoken to her alarm company, and it was just a glitch in the system that needed some software, firmware updates, and um, they went ahead and, and troubleshot that with her, and everything was okay. But it really was a very good mindset, um, a mind reset for unexpected things happening in the comforts of your own home. Are you prepared? Do you have a plan? Have you played out different situations in your mind when the unthinkable could happen? Our home is our safe space. That is where we come home from a long day or a short day of work or sports or working out or grocery shopping, whatever activity it is that you have and you come home for the day it should be a place of relaxation, comfort, and a place under your control. Um, how many people lock their doors? How many times do you hear these horrific stories, uh, sadly, nowadays, of people watching you and following homeowners out of their vehicles and into their homes, into their safe space? Different mindset. So this was just another good example of reminding myself of uh, making sure that I'm as safe as I can be and as prepared as I can be in the comforts of my home. So when we get home from our day, um, what's the first thing we do? You know, we usually toss our keys off to the side. Um, those of us that uh, carry some kind of a pepper spray or carry a firearm on or about our person, Usually we put it up, we lock it up or lay it down somewhere in a safe space. You know, we kind of let our guard down when we walk through that threshold of our front door. So hopefully some of these tips and tricks will get you thinking um, if you're doing everything safely, as safe as you can be, because no victim expects to be a victim that moment. That's why we call them, you know, accidents or incidents or surprises because none of us are prepared to, for that moment to happen because we always are in the mindset that it never is going to happen to me. That's somebody else that's on the news. You know, those are stories that we see on social media or on the internet, but we're never believing that it could actually happen to us. So the purposes of today's discussion is thinking about protection in the comforts of your own home, you know, personal protection inside of your home. What type of protection do you have? Think about the perimeter of your home. Is the front door hard to see? If that is your main entry point to your house, make sure that it is 
very widely visible, not only to you, but if somebody is trying to pose an attack, they will have a very difficult time hiding around your front door. So check out your plants, your trees, your shrubs. Make sure that you have a very visible, highly visible pathway to get from your vehicle to your front door to make sure that it's safe and that you are able to see if something doesn't look right or see if somebody's lurking in your, you know, in your front yard, um, making sure that you are not giving them an easy place to hide for a potential attack. Think about your doorbells. Um, Now, so many doorbell cameras are on the market, and they've actually significantly come down in price over the years. Um, How many of y'all have a doorbell camera? You know, mine is synced right up to my phone, and I have the motion pretty high. So I have the perimeter because we have a a pretty big um, porch. And we have a pretty big sidewalk that leads up to our front door. Um, And then we have a pretty big area that touches the street. So I have those different perimeters set where if somebody is crossing into my property, you know, my doorbell chimes and it alerts me and it starts recording. So, you know, again, sometimes when you hear yourself talk about this, um, you almost feel paranoid but to the point that we just can't let our guard down with the way that crime has increased and our small towns and communities have been infiltrated with bad people, with bad intentions. So you've got to do everything that you can to protect yourself, your family, and most importantly, your safe space, your home. So getting those doorbell cameras activated. If you don't have one just yet, look into them. They are a great investment. And like I said, they have really come down in price. And it's a good peace of mind for security. Not only motion detection around your home, around your front door, but also who's coming to your door? You know, who who's pushing your doorbell? I cannot believe when I was working from home, when my kids were little, I worked from home during the summertime. I could not believe how many people came to my door during the day and in the middle of the week. I will share with you a story that happened. And to this day, it still has me a little bit um, creeped out because this stuff happens. It happens all the time. And it takes somebody to be aware of your surroundings and paying attention to notice. So when my boys were really young and they were taking naps or playing upstairs or whatever they were doing, I was working and I happened to be um, upstairs getting a file and somebody had knocked on the door. And this was in the days before the doorbell cameras were a thing. So somebody knocked on the door and in the room that I was in, I had a great bird's eye view straight down looking on my front porch. So I saw somebody standing there and they were pretty relentless. They knocked on the door several times. You know, the dogs were barking, um, but I didn't go downstairs. Something just told me, you know, just to watch. So not only did they knock on the door several times, they rang the doorbell a few times. And when I did not answer, I watched this person walk down my sidewalk that leads up to my house, kind of looked around my house a little bit, cased out, you know, side to side. And then this person walked to my mailbox and pulled out of his jacket 
a piece of uh, masking tape or a roll of masking tape. He ripped off a little piece of that masking tape and underneath my mailbox, he stuck a piece of tape. And I was like, well, that's really weird. It, It wasn't really clicking yet what was going on. So pretty soon I saw this person go to my neighbor's house and knowing my neighbor's schedule, I knew at that time frame they weren't home either. So same situation, I could still see this person walking from the room that I was in upstairs. I watched this person go to my neighbor's house and apparently they must have knocked and rang the doorbell on their house. And because they weren't home, this person walked to the end of their street, their sidewalk, and at the street, at their mailbox, ripped off another little piece of masking tape and stuck it on underneath their mailbox. So right then and there, it just clicked that this obviously, they were casing out houses and seeing you know who wasn't home. I immediately called our local police and we've got a station about two miles from my neighborhood and they are pretty rapid with their response time. So I immediately called them and I told them what happened. And I no sooner came downstairs and looked out my downstairs window, there was already a police officer. So what had happened was there was a vehicle that this person was working in tandem with that was knocking on the doors and putting masking tape underneath people's mailboxes. There was a vehicle parked at the end of our street. And after that person made their way a couple of houses down, that vehicle was starting to creep and starting to roll down and make note of which houses had mailboxes that had that piece of masking tape stuck to it. So the police definitely, you know, questioned and, you know, from there, I don't, I didn't, I've never seen them again in our neighborhood, but it's so important, you know, just because somebody knocks on your door or rings your doorbell, if you don't answer that door, um, make it a point, make it a point to tell these people, I'm not interested, can't get to the door, you know, please go away make it known that you're home, especially if you're home alone, especially if you're female, especially if you have young kids in that house with you. I got to the point after a few different instances like this that happened, you know, over the years that I started arming my house. You know, we have a house alarm. And when I realized how many people were coming to my door during the week in the middle of the day, my thought was, what am I going to do if somebody kicks in my door? You know, how am I going to handle that situation? So I started arming my house while I was home. That way, if something did happen, at least my alarm would trigger and the police would be dispatched right away. So be very aware of your surroundings. You know, just because you live in a very nice neighborhood, you know, and a nice part of town doesn't mean the people that are hanging out in your neighborhood are from your neighborhood. They could be coming from anywhere and they're looking They're looking to do bad things. They're looking to steal. They're looking to rob. They're looking to maybe even do worse. So especially um, keep your head on a swivel and know who is around your house, especially in the middle of the day that, you know, crime knows no time frame. So I started um, teaching my kids at a very young age that if, you know, if I'm somewhere where I can't answer the door, you know, never, ever open the door when somebody knocks. Never, ever crack that door open and, you know, ask if they can help you or whatever. Um, Always holler, you know, I'm not interested, you know, I'm not able to get to the door right now. 
The other thing that I used to always think about was when I, again, had my small kids during the summertime, when I would take them out in the backyard to play or to swim or do different activities, it always crossed my mind, what would I do if somebody walked up to my back gate and came through my back gate? So always having a plan of what you would do if. So um, are you prepared? Can you get back into your house safely? One of the things that we did was we installed a locking device for our back gate. So that way, if somebody did come up our back gate, um, they couldn't just open open the gate and get to our space. It gave us some time to round everybody up and, and get back into the house if we needed to. The other thing is making sure if you are in the backyard, always make sure that you keep your front door locked. That way people don't walk into your house while nobody's in there, you're out out in the back. So just keeping those extra little safety um, tips in the back of your mind, because you just never know. Again, you know, people are going to try to um, pose an attack or go after a victim when they are their most vulnerable. You know, if you're swimming, if you're in the middle of your pool, if you're doing yard work and you're on your hands and knees, elbow deep in potting soil, you know, making sure that you have um, have a have a plan B, have a backup plan. What are you going to do if, you know, if somebody comes up around your house and, you know, threatens you or has has some kind of a weapon to be used against you, are you prepared to defend yourself and your family and your property? So a couple things to think about. Um, the perimeter of your house, not only the front of your house, but your backyard. You know, are you prepared? Um, is it a safe area? Do you have access points to your backyard? You know, is it a back gate? Can somebody easily hop the fence? You know, what, um, what about the windows in the back of your house? A lot of crime happens in people's backyards and they have no idea it's even going on, especially when people are out of town or just away for the evening. So many times, some of the most crime happens um, with the access points coming in people's backyards because they're not as easily detected or seen by neighbors that might be here in the commotion. So think about not only the front and the back of your homes, but think about what's inside of your home. You know, are you prepared if you have to protect yourself? What can you have easy access to? Meaning, where are your firearms? You know, do you have a baseball bat? Do you have pepper spray or wasp spray if you don't have pepper spray at hand? You know, a can of wasp spray can go quite a significant distance in a stream if you have to ward off somebody that might be coming towards you who may have gained access to your home. Um, think about the location of these items. You know, everybody thinks about the kitchen knife drawer. Not only do you have access to those different types of weapons, but guess what? If somebody's in your home, so do they. How are you going to stage your home so you can have access to something to defend yourself, yet give yourself time and space and distance between a potential attacker. What do they have access to? You know, do you have a loaded shotgun right next to your front door? So if somebody kicks in your door, boom, now they've got your loaded shotgun and it can be used against you. So how do you have your protection staged around your home? So think about things like that. Think about cover and concealment. 
if somebody, you know, comes into your home, if they are coming into your home where you're there, or if you walk into your home and somebody's already inside your home, what are you going to do? Do you have something on your person that you can fight? Or is it best just to flee to get out of the area safely? Or if somebody comes into your property, what are you going to do to make sure that you stay safe yet you protect your family? Where are you going to put items that you're going to use to protect yourself? Are they going to be in obvious places like a kitchen knife drawer? Or are you going to have cabinets and cupboards or drawers that you might be able to put something in that only you or possibly your family know where those items are located? You know, think about your families. If you have small children, what are you going to do if? You know, I like to reframe my mindset. Instead of thinking, what if, I like to think, when, then, meaning, I don't say, well, what if I come home and my alarm is sounding and somebody has broken into my house? I switch that up and I say, when I get home and my alarm is sounding, somebody's in my house, then I am going to dot, dot, dot. Visualizing and putting yourself in different scenarios really helps you prepare for the inevitable. Hopefully those scenarios will never play out in real time, but you have got to take a more active role in putting yourself mentally into those situations, especially, especially if you have loved ones that are in your home as well. Sometimes those scenarios happen before you really have time to re-rehearse or go over in your mind again, such, such as the instance that happened to me the other day with my neighbor. She called me and was like, I'm on my way home. My alarm is going off. I need you to come help me. So in a matter of just a few seconds, I grabbed the tools that I needed to grab. I was out my door and I was in that mindset of, okay, what am I going to do now when I encounter somebody or something as we go into her home? So that mindset totally shifted. It was not a what if situation anymore. Something is happening. The alarm is going off. Why is it going off? what am I going to do about it to help my sweet neighbor? So it's funny when you change that what if mentality. It seems sometimes that what if is kind of timid and you seem a little passive when you're thinking of what if. When I turned it around and was the when then attitude, you know, when the alarm goes off, then I'm going to do this. It was unbelievable the swell of confidence that I felt walking into her home. I was with a purpose. I was searching, you know, her home, not like some, you know, SWAT guy or anything like that. But, you know, I was very aware of my surroundings and my senses, you know, my spidey senses were definitely elevated. And I was making sure that I was on heightened alert because this was not something that was supposed to be happening in her home at this time of of the evening. So as I was going room to room and, you know, opening closet doors and, you know, opening bedroom doors and checking things out, I was definitely in an alerted state. And with that came confidence to possibly have to do action. 
So that's something that you have to practice. You have to practice that mentally. You have to get yourself in that right mindset. And what a better place to start doing that than in the comforts of your own home. So as you go home this evening, look around, you know, look around and say, okay, here I am sitting in my favorite recliner or on the sofa or curled up under a blanket watching a movie. When somebody kicks in my door or smashes through my front window, then I am going to fill in the blank. Are you going to be frozen with fear and shock going, this isn't supposed to happen. Why is this person now inside of my home? What are you going to do? Have a plan. If you have, you know, kids or friends over, um, where are you going to put them to be safe? Do you have a safe room? Do you have a place that your family can go if something does happen that you may need to stay back and protect yourself and your family? Or is it a best situation for you to go to that safe room too and call for help? When seconds matter, Sometimes you don't have the luxury of waiting for backup. You have to take care of yourself and your family. So when something happens, then what are you going to do? Think about that tonight or today or wherever you are when you're looking around your safe space, your home. Look around at your entrances. Look around at your exits. If somebody comes in the front door, do you have a way to safely get out quickly? Or are you going to be, so to speak, trapped where you actually have to fight, fight to protect yourself? Look at your windows. Are your windows safe? You know, if if somebody's coming at you, do you have something that you could actually throw through your window so you can get out safely? Do you have a chair or a, a cabinet or something heavy that you can push through a window close by if you needed to get out? Look at your stairway if you have a staircase in your home. Do you have a safe place to go if you escape and maybe go upstairs? Do you have something where you can, you know, lock yourself into a safe room and have your phone, you know, have some kind of a tool or a piece of defense if the fight is brought to you, if that fight is chasing you? A lot of times, bad people, criminals, bad guys, they don't like attention being drawn to themselves. They like to get in, do whatever they're doing and get out. A lot of times you hear those smashing grabs where there might be a team of um, crooks working together and they're smashing into your home and they're grabbing what they can and they're getting out as quickly as possible. They don't like attention. They don't like noise. If you have an alarm system and they trip your alarm, It's loud. It's distracting and disorienting. So a lot of times they don't want any part of that. Something as simple as a sign saying that your home is protected is deterrent enough for them to pass on and go to another victim. Um, One tip that I learned a long time ago is if you have an alarm system, don't advertise that's the system that you have. So if you have a sign, you know, ABC Alarm Company, that's armed and armed your house. You don't want to stick ABC Alarm Company signs and stickers all around your house because you're advertising the type of alarm company that you have, and a really good crook is going to do their research and know how to bypass that. So maybe get with your neighbors and exchange signs and swap it up. So put you know XYZ Alarm Company sign at your house. That way. 
it's stay, you're staying on top and you're staying ahead of your security. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to buy time. So if somebody thinks you have one deterrent and they go forward with trying to get through that deterrent and you have something else in mind or a backup plan, what you're doing is you're slowing them down and they don't like time. They Again, they want to get in, do their deed and get out. So look around and see the neighbors that you have, how many yard signs you see, how many door and window stickers you see. And is that truly the alarm company that they have? You know, maybe talk to them about switching it up and doing a swap with with signage. Another thing that people with bad intentions do not like is light, especially in the cover of darkness. Make sure that your exterior is pretty well lit. There are a lot of motion sensors on the market today where anytime something triggers a sensor, the lights come on. And this is a great deterrent for people lurking around in the cover of darkness. On the topic of lighting, be mindful of not only what you can see as a homeowner, but be mindful of what other people can see looking around your property. You want to keep your outside, your exterior of your home well lit for safety and security reasons, but make sure that you are limited as to what people can see looking through your windows and inside your home. I guess I was traumatized a long time ago when I moved out of my college dorm. A group of friends and I had moved all of my stuff out of my dorm and into this little house. And we spent the whole day moving boxes and unpacking. And because I did not yet have any of my utilities turned on until the next day, I had spent the night with a friend of mine. When I came back the next day, I had realized that my entire life or the life that I had brought with me to my college town had been violated, completely ransacked through, stolen, and... I was in an absolute state of shock. Somebody had kicked through my door and literally ransacked my entire house. They had gone through all my papers. They stole my receipts, my checkbook. They had stole all of my jewelry that I had brought from, you know, growing up and some of my mom's jewelry, my grandmother's jewelry, um, just made me absolutely sick to my stomach. They had sold, sold everything. And my, like I said, my entire place, it looked like a, a tornado had whipped through my house. Everything was overturned. Drawers were emptied. Um, everything had been touched, you know, my clothes, my socks. I mean, just everything. It was just, it was nasty. It was disgusting. And I was sick. I immediately filed a police report and um, hit all the pawn shops. And of course, nothing was recovered. But that that really woke me up. Um, I guess I did not have my blinds closed. Um, not that that would have mattered if somebody was wanting to get into that house, you know, when I left. A blinds open or closed wouldn't have made a difference. But that has traumatized me to this day that as soon as that sun goes down or sun starts to set, I immediately am shutting all of my shutters, my blinds. I do not want anybody looking into my home. I don't want anybody watching me, watching my family, 
or casing out what's inside of my home for a potential break-in on a possible robbery in the future. So back to the lighting, you know, there's there was a recent story here in Houston where a family was throwing a big party and all the windows were open in the evening and the the shades were open and you could see right into the home and all the ladies had put their purses down on the sofa and they had, you know, china cabinets, jewelry, all kinds of stuff and there was a break in. People just walked right in and took everything and walked right out. So the lighting can actually work to your disadvantage if you don't be mindful of it properly. Meaning when the lights are on inside your home and it's dark outside, your house is a target because people with bad intentions can see right through your windows. So just be Keep that in mind if you have anything nearby that could easily be smashed and grabbed um, or just be a little bit erring on the safe side and closing your blinds, closing your windows, closing your shades. That way you're lessening the chance of being an easy target. We are responsible for our own safety and the safety of those who we love around us. So let's do everything we can to make our safe space, our home, not an easy target. Think about it this evening when you're looking around your home. When something happens, then I'm going to do this. Do you have a plan? Can you visualize that plan and execute that plan in your mind to make sure that you come out ahead and you keep protecting yourself, your family, and your loved ones? There is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters and making memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you have heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. Six, eight Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.